Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Brunette. I'm your host, Abby, and today I am going to focus on a topic that I think we are going to break up into two different episodes, um, and that's kind of sharing my personal health and fitness journey, and then I'm going to kind of break this down. So in this episode, I kind of want to concentrate on like the fitness routine aspect of it, and then in the next episode, that's when I'll kind of break it down into learning Um, to talking about all the things I learned about food and healthy eating and quote-unquote dieting, but not really, um, and just share kind of my personal experience. So like I mentioned today, I think I really want to concentrate on like the fitness routine part. I kind of want to go back all the way to the beginning, um, talk about, you know, how I was as an athlete and then, you know, transforming into an adult who needs a stable fitness routine. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into today's episode. So like I mentioned, um, I think it's pretty important to go back to the very beginning and kind of understand how I was um, with being an athlete kind of sort of (laughs) growing up and how I think that definitely played like a really big role in learning how to adapt to my own fitness routine. So, you know, growing up, I danced and cheered basically all my life. I was dancing and cheering up to seven days a week. So I was always either at dance, either at cheerleading. I was always doing some sort of conditioning. I was always burning a substantial amount of calories uh, throughout the day. And with that, I didn't really have to pay attention to having a fitness routine outside of dance and cheer. And then I didn't really have to pay attention to what I was eating, which we'll talk about, you know, a little more in the next episode. But, you know, that healthy lifestyle just not really came natural to me, but like it was already adapted into other parts of my life with being, you know, a dancer and a cheerleader. So I didn't really ever have to like concentrate on it. So then I went into college and I was a college cheerleader for the first two years. And I definitely noticed like, my body changed, um, you know, as I got older, I would say my senior year of college is when, or of high school, I'm sorry, was when I really started to notice, like, maybe my metabolism wasn't as fast as it always was. And uh, I maybe wasn't as active and burning as many calories as I was, you know, during that time of seven days of, you know, dancing and cheering. So I, went into college cheerleading and that was still a lot of work, but it was still not as I would say strenuous of a routine as when I was doing both dance and cheer in high school. So I kind of had to be mindful of my fitness routine for college, but also like not really because I was in, you know, I was you know, cheering those first two years and I, you know, condition, conditioning and lifting and all of that was something we just had to do. And it was part of practice. So I noticed I started to gain weight throughout, you know, probably all four years of college, which I think is pretty normal uh, for a lot of people. So I started to slowly pick up on noticing, you know, what I was eating and how much I was moving my body and how that affected how I was feeling. But again, I still wasn't very self-aware of it. I would say honestly till postgrad. I mean, I just had so many other things going on. It wasn't something that I wouldn't say it wasn't important to me because it definitely was, but I think it was just something that I didn't really have the awareness to pay attention to. 
So after my sophomore year of college, I did have to stop cheering. I got way too busy with school and I still needed the work when I was in college. And, you know, I was in a sorority and other things and I was just spreading myself too thin. So I did stop cheering and I kind of also had like an ongoing like shoulder injury and I just, it was bothering me and I didn't want to have to go through that surgery again. And so I just kind of made the, I guess, adult decision to just kind of hang it up and call it a day and just be done with it and start moving forward. I then realized after I stopped cheering, I had literally no one telling me to work out. So I didn't because my entire life growing up, I always had somebody telling me to work out, even if it wasn't like the typical running on a treadmill or whatever. Like I was still working out in some way, shape, shape of shape or form, you know, my entire life. So when I didn't have that, I didn't really realize that that was going to be something that I was going to have to learn was self-motivation. So I never throughout college, like hands down, never in college had a solid workout routine unless I was in a sport. So, you know, after I'd quit cheerleading and tried to develop a workout routine, I'd go to the gym for two weeks, do decent, and then not go for two months. I think that was like very common for a lot of college kids, um, especially like retired, you know, quote unquote athletes. And so when I had to start paying attention to that, I was very baffled and I didn't do it until after college. So, you know, going from college to post-grad, I was really adjusting to that um, full-time job type of life. And then six months after college, I think I may have mentioned this before, I was working night shift uh, as a care assistant at one of the local hospitals. And working night shift was honestly pretty fun. I liked having that experience and saying that I did that for a really short period of time. But I found out like a workout routine is really difficult on night shift. So I still have friends that are still on night shift as nurses to this day. And I give them credit every single time they work out because I think that lifestyle itself is hard. And then you have to go and try to add a workout routine on top of it to stay in shape. Like that's just a whole nother ball game. So I think adjusting to that again, a workout routine was basically non-existent. So I got off nights when I got my full-time position at uh, the position that I currently hold, um, you know, in the social work field. And when I did that, I obviously got off nights. And then that is when I uh, started to kind of get the idea in my head of, okay, we should probably do something to move our body. So it was very, very slow and in the very, very, very far back of my mind, but it still naturally creeped up like here and there. So again, wasn't my biggest concern in life, but was definitely something I was, you know, thinking about here and there. So after I got off nights, I, you know, was working my full-time job and, you know, started to, you know, decide what I was going to do and was teetering with some different, you know, gym ideas, like going to different gyms or maybe taking some classes. My friend Lane uh, told me about Orange Theory back in August of 2019. So I was, uh, you know, about almost about a year post-grad and she had been going for a while and she always, you know, had really good things to um, say about it. And I didn't really know what it was, what I was signing up for, but I was, I'm always willing to try something once. So I was like, okay, let's do it. I walked in there and was completely gassed after the class. Like I had never been that tired. 
I, you know, after a workout, I also felt amazing though. And then I just instantly fell in love with it kind of right then and there. So that's when I decided to join Orange Theory just, you know, two times a week, really light, just something to put into my routine. So I put that into my routine and slowly started going. And I think that was definitely my first big thing that made me realize like, oh, I can do something to one, feel better about myself. Two, I had the desire to change how I looked at the time. So I said, you know, let, you know, this would be something that would really help with that. If you don't have that desire, that's completely understandable. And having a workout routine just for the sole fact of living a healthy lifestyle is, I think, what's a really good thing to do. And it can be any way, any shape or form. It doesn't need to be a class like Orange Theory. But for me, those were goals that were kind of in my mind a little bit was wanting to, you know, change my appearance a little bit, wanting to get in better shape, wanting to have better endurance, wanting to live a healthier lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on and on about all the goals I had at that time and how I really wanted to reach those, but I just like, they were in my mind, but I really don't think I knew how to reach them. And so Orange Theory was like a great way to start. And especially that two times a week, I don't think I could have started out as a premier member. I was, you know, 60, 65 pounds heavier than I am now. And I think that probably would have killed me. So going two times a week was just a really slow start in implementing a workout routine for me. So then I kept going two times a week, you know, over the, you know, few months, January 2020 rolled around. Everybody has that kind of new year motivation and without, you know, knowing what was happening a couple months later with, you know, COVID and stuff, I was very much like set on goals and really making 2020 my year to achieve those goals. So I really started establishing a routine. And then that's also when I decided to join um, the Orange Theory staff at the Hilliard location. So I decided to be a sales associate just a couple nights after work, because I figured, you know, being around this environment will really help me stay accountable. And then I had already started feeling better about myself. I think maybe at this point I lost like 10 pounds maybe. And I was very set on losing more weight. And I knew that would hold me accountable. And I knew that I could maybe help other people with this goal. And that's honestly one of the biggest reasons why I still work there is because I love when people come in for their first class and their goal is to, their goal is goals that I had because then it's so relatable and it's just, I feel for them so much and it's just an instant connection with them. So I really enjoyed that aspect of joining the staff. So when I joined the staff and when I started the workout more, I had noticed like some mental changes taking place. I had noticed I quickly was becoming addicted to the feeling after a workout. So I see this quote a lot and it's very cheesy, but it's in cliche, but it's very true. If you think about it, like you're really never going to regret a workout. You're never going to feel bad after a workout, even if it is the worst workout of your life. Like you didn't get anything that you wanted to get done accomplished, but you still moved your body. Part of you is still going to feel good. So I quickly realized that I could put myself in a better mood if I was in a bad mood by going and attending a class. And that's when I was like, hmm, this is actually working. This is not only working physically because I had slowly, slowly 
started to see myself lose some weight, but this is working mentally too. And then that mental change and shift kind of gave me the urge and the push to start changing, you know, the diet part of my life, which, you know, I know the two go hand in hand, but I do want to focus on the fitness routine part today. But, um, so I think like that working out and establishing a routine first and then throwing myself into a better diet was what worked for me. Not saying that's going to work for everybody. It's absolutely sometimes the exact opposite for other people. They start eating healthy and they're like, well, if I'm going to eat this healthy, then I'm going to work out to add a little bit of extra like oomph to it. And then, you know, that's how they, you know, reach their goals. To me, it was the opposite. Like I started working out and I was like, what, I'm going to work out and then go get McDonald's after this? Absolutely not. I'm going to work out. And then that kind of pushed me to be like, well, I'm, I want to eat something good because I just worked my ass off in a class for an hour and burned 600 calories. I'm not going to go throw it back in by two cheeseburgers at McDonald's. So I think that is kind of what helped me was establishing that routine and getting comfortable in that routine. As you can see from August to January, like that's months. And that's something I think is important too, is if you're ever on like a weight loss journey or healthy lifestyle journey, it doesn't need to all be at once. And it doesn't need to be, you know, um, it doesn't need to be drastically fast. It, you know, August to January, losing 10 pounds, like that's very easy to do if you think about it. And I really wasn't trying. It was just starting to implement a little bit of a routine in my life. So I think that was when I really started to kind of make the click in January was, oh crap, I can do a lot more and get to the goals that I want to get to, which was weird because I, you know, I remember in high school trying to diet and I remember in college trying to diet. Like it's just, it's the way that the beauty standards are, I think. And it's horrible. And I shouldn't have been a high school girl, 16, 17 years old, like trying to diet and counting my calories, especially with how active I was. Like that just shouldn't have been something I was doing, but I was. And I think when I, um, you know, really went into this, I didn't realize like, oh, I can actually do this because in high school and in college, when I was trying to lose that weight, it never really happened. So I think that was like a really big change and adjustment for me was like seeing the progress. And when I saw it, who, you know, I'm somebody that's very visual. I was like, oh, like this is actually really possible. So I also like started feeling a lot more confident after those workouts. And uh, I don't really mean this in like a super negative way, but I mean, it really kind of was very normal for me to not ever feel confident at this point in my life. I had obviously gained like a good amount of weight and I felt it and saw it and, you know, knew other people saw it. And it was just something that I didn't enjoy. And I felt like I lost control of yet. Um, so, you know, day to day, I didn't feel confident. I just didn't. So when I would step out of the studio after an hour workout and I had as many spots as I did and saw myself reach a new milestone of, you know, jogging for a certain amount of minutes in a row or something like I was proud and I felt confident and I felt like, 
that was something that I also got addicted to. So not only like mentally feeling more like positive and, you know, like, oh, I can do this, but also like, I think my confidence all around, I just, you know, kind of was like, oh, okay, this is something I really can do. So then at that point in January is when I really started going four times a week. So as a staff member, I was there all the time. So I figured why not, you know, just start going. So, you know, I was gaining a little more endurance and feeling a bit, a little bit better. So that's when I was just like, let's just go for it. So continued to do that for a couple months. Well, I think we all know what happened next. <laughs> you know, March 2020 is when COVID hit and we were all sent to go work remote and we were all sent to, um, you know, quarantine at home. And we were set to, um, you know, gyms eventually closed. So with Orange Theory closing, uh, you know, for a week, I was in like a pretty dark spot. I was like, this is horrible. As soon as I start to establish something, I want to do something that makes, you know, you know, that is going to make significant goals and this routine that I have has just been wrecked and of course like you know this is my luck and kind of threw myself like a pity party for a minute that's when I realized like it wasn't even the studio itself but it was like the community of it that really kind of kept me going because I would see you know posts of people doing at-home workouts and I would see messages and encouraging you know text from coaches and such and I was like you know what like this doesn't this doesn't need to all be bad like COVID is obviously a very bad thing at this point but this doesn't need to be bad like this doesn't need to be a bad experience and Quarantine was a horrible time and it was a really bad thing in a lot of different ways for a lot of different families, but I decided I wanted to get something positive out of this. So that's when I kind of, you know, with gyms obviously closing and stuff, had to begin getting creative. So I began running. Uh, I began I began like at-home workouts with the Orange Theory app, with the um, A6 Studio app. I think that might still be an app that's around. I haven't used it in years. It was like a subscription and it, I remember it was really cool. It was like somebody talking in your ear and telling you what to do. And there were all these different workouts. If it's still out there and anybody uses it, let me know if it's still as good as it was because it was very good. I would go in my basement and do like a hit workout with it and I would burn like 400 calories, 500 calories according to my Apple Watch. Like it was very enjoyable. So and and you can play your mu- own music and stuff. So that's always something that, you know, helped me a lot and then um just making like my own workouts up. So, you know, just getting creative with things that I remembered from Orange Theory and just, you know, using those and um, using little bits and pieces of things that I wanted to work on, whether that's legs or abs or arms. And then with, you know, working from home fully, I was able to work out multiple times a day. So at this point, I was running on my lunch breaks and working out once I clocked out of work. So that was super nice. And I just remember the amount of time I spent outside in our, you know, I was living at home at the time. So the amount of time I spent outside in our yard and, you know, at the track with obviously no one around and stuff was so nice. It was probably the most amount of time I've spent outside like ever. So then a few months later, Orange Theory opened back up and I kind of went back to that four day, you know, four days a week routine. But then I also 
if I didn't feel like going, I kind of had these other workouts that I could do at home. And that was kind of nice. So it was something else, you know, that I learned through COVID and quarantine that I could implement if I was kind of sick of going into the studio every day. So it wasn't all bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't all bad. So I, you know, kept going and kept doing that four days a week as often as I could uh, for months after that. So, you know, I would say the next time I changed up my workout routine was about February of 2021. So I slowly started implementing outdoor running. I remember there was like a couple days where the sun was out and it wasn't terribly cold in February last year. And I took those days and I went and ran outside because one, I missed being outside from like the quarantine part of, you know, um, work, my workout routine. So I would, you know, run outside when I could. And then in February is when I decided that I was going to run the, um, half marathon here in Columbus in October of 2021. So I knew I was in orange theory shape at this point. So at this point I was, um, 50 pounds down and I was very, very confident in my ability to do orange theory, but I had absolutely zero confidence in running a half marathon. I had never even ran a 5k. Uh, I think my first 5k I had ran was virtual and it was in November of 2020 at a track, you know, with me and a couple of friends and that was it. So a real 5k, I never even really ran. So committing to this, I knew was going to be big. And that's why I started thinking about it and slowly started implementing running all the way back in February, knowing that this was until October. So that was a really big adjustment. And around June of 2021 was when I really kind of like hit the ground running and I had to start training pretty hard and pretty um, intensely for that half because I did not have that running experience. A lot of people didn't start training until, you know, a couple months after that, that I knew, but I had to start early. So at that point I had began running outside three days a week and was only doing orange theory one or two times a week. And that adjustment out of all the adjustments that I have made in my workout routine were by far, that was the hardest adjustment I had made because one, those runs had to be so self-motivating. It was ridiculous. And then two, the physical pain that training for that caused me was something I had never felt before. You know, I developed runner's knee. I, you know, was having a couple issues with my shoes, even though I had been specially fitted for them. And I would be running in the pouring rain and I would be running on trails, you know, and then all of a sudden it would be dark outside. Like it was just, it was chaos (laughs) training for that. And not being in my safe little studio, you know, at Orange Theory and Hilliard was like a shock to me. I was like, I literally have to find all the self-motivation in the world right now. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to. On top of that, I gained 10 pounds training for this half. And I'll talk a little bit about that next episode because I definitely think it was a lot of diet changes I had to make, which were was super hard. Um, but I was like, what am I going to do right now? I am so out of my comfort zone. It was insane. Like I would call my mom after runs just like crying. I was like, I am not going to be able to do this. Like I have put it on 
you know, telling, you know, I've put it on social media. I've told a couple of friends and family members that I'm going to do this. Like, I'm actually terrified. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And that adjusting to that workout routine from June until, um, I would say from June until the half itself in October, I was never comfortable. I think maybe I felt somewhat comfortable when I got into those 10 mile runs. So on Saturdays is when I would do my 10 miles and I would, you know, I think I did three, three of those, maybe four. And after those, I felt a little more confidence, but I would say my confidence in I'm going to finish this half marathon was a six going into going into the half and I did finish I I don't know how but I did I think a lot of it was blackout on endurance and think thinking Katie was there because I don't know if I would have gotten through without her uh but I think that was probably the biggest adjustment and then you know I somehow did it I completed my first half in October of 2021 after that half I took a week off so a complete week. I did not work out. I was the biggest bum in the world. And that's when I realized that was the first full week that I had taken out. I would had taken off of working out since the beginning, I think. So since like, I would say since I joined Orange Theory. So August of 2019. So that was weird. That was crazy for me because even on vacations and stuff, I would try to take an orange theory class or I'd run outside or I would do something, you know? So taking that full week off was something my body needed desperately bad. But at the same time, it was so crazy to think like out of all these weeks that have gone by in my life over the last couple of years, I have not taken a full week off. And that was something I was proud of in itself because I never pushed myself too hard to the point where like, I was like, you know, my body was in danger or anything like that. Like I felt fine. And if I went into a workout and I didn't want to be there, like I walked and I lifted light and, you know, like, it's not like I was going super hard every day or anything like that. But the fact that I moved my body at least once a week for three years was absolutely a big milestone for me. So after the half, I went back and I still am on this routine of working out at Orange Theory four to five days a week. Uh, I've split those days between 2G classes and 3G classes. If you know anything about Orange Theory, just because the running on the treadmill for 26 minutes on 2Gs, uh, sometimes for four to five days a week can get a little strenuous, especially when you're implementing that cardio of rowing in and then plus you're lifting. And if you're trying to lift heavy, which I have been kind of concentrating on lifting heavier, then that's obviously going to put a strain on your body. So I suggest if you are in Orange Theory and you are going as often as I and you're feeling very fatigued like I was at one point doing all two Gs, see if your studio offers some three Gs or a studio nearby because having that breakup time of equal parts on tread rower and weight floor, I think is super important. So I just think that this whole experience of developing a workout routine, like if you can see like that went from basically college, so let's say 2018 to today and it's 2022. So, you know, it's not a slow thing to do. And if it's something that you enjoy and you move your body doing it, do it. 
Like I see people on TikTok all the time and they're talking about, you don't need to be a runner. You don't, you do absolutely do not need to be a runner to, you know, have a workout routine, move your body by doing the 12, 330, you know, that you see on TikTok, uh, move your body by going on a walk and calling a friend, move your body by I don't know, taking a cycling class or swimming. I like a cycle class every here and there. Cycle bar, love cycle bar. So I think Orange Theory was just something that is always going to be near and dear to my heart because it really did change my life of, you know, losing that 60 pounds and finding that inner confidence that, you know, um, that endurance I've always wanted that, you know, um, those, I think back to all those times that I reached certain milestones in the studio. And I think that is just something that's very close to my heart and, you know, the community aspect of it. I won't want to be there and I'll be super grumpy when I hop on the treadmill. Somebody next to me says one thing about, I want to do this today, like talking about their goals. Boom. I'm motivated. Like, I'm like, you know what? Me too. (laughs) I want to do that too. So it's just, it's crazy how I think group fitness really changed my outlook on having a workout routine. Like it doesn't need to be you going to the gym at 5am by yourself every day and more power to those people. And I love that for them. And maybe I'll be one of those people one day, but for me, it's more group fitness, having a coach tell me what to do, getting an hour of just fully thinking about myself, like only thinking about myself, my goals, my wants, my needs, like that is an amazing thing to have, especially after a day of, you know, kind of helping other people with their problems in my job. So it's very nice to just go after my job. And that's the whole reason I go after instead of, you know, before my job, because it's a way to decompress is just going in there, having a coach tell me what to do, me not have to think for a single second and just do. And it's just, it's the biggest thing I think in my workout routine that completely shaped me to who I am. So I think, you know, not pushing Orange Theory on everybody, of course, because everybody's different. But if you haven't tried Orange Theory, you should. <laughs> and if you, uh, you know, that is you, you have tried it and that's not something for you. So, okay. That is so, so okay. And I really hope that that doesn't make you not try other group fitness things because you really should. There's a lot of things out there. I love learning about the, all the things that are out there and, you know, what works for other people and stuff. So, you know, I just would say if something doesn't work, don't give up because, you know, there were many things that I tried, you know, before I walked in there in August and I got really lucky with, you know, Lane telling me she thinks I would like it and then boom, I just, you know, ended up liking it. So I think the fitness part of this whole kind of health and fitness journey I went on is probably scratching the surface. I think the diet and the healthy eating and such is probably one, the little more emotional conversation, the emotional aspect of this conversation. And two, I think it was probably the hardest thing that I have learned to date as a young adult. So I think that one will be a really eye-opening conversation as well. And I think this is just a really important topic to talk about, especially as somebody who's like young and in their 20s and like you go through all these different parts of life and you're trying to figure out, um, you know, how to navigate and who you are and what works for you. And I just think that 
a lot of people struggle with this. Um, a lot of people struggle with self-love and body image and, you know, everything else, male and female. And I think there's just such like a stigma to health and fitness. And I think that there's a lot of like preconceived, you know, opinions about health and fitness. So, you know, and, you know, living a balanced lifestyle, and that's definitely something I'm going to kind of deep dive into next week. But I think that really wraps up today and talking about the fitness aspect of this health and, you know, wellness journey I went on. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And I just want you to remember that you're doing great. And if you need any words of encouragement ever and you want any, you want me to answer any questions about Orange Theory specifically or how to start a workout routine or anything like that, please let me know. You're more than welcome to slide into my personal Instagram, which is at Abby Finley. My last name is F-I-N-L-E-Y or the Midwest Brunette Instagram, which is at Midwest Brunette One. So thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. That wraps it up and I hope you guys have a good weekend. Bye.